welcome to the podcast. Before we start today's episode, we want to give a huge special shout out to Nicole. Ah, uh, yes, Nicole Reader with the camera on Instagram. Huge shout out to you. You're so lovely. And yeah, we're so grateful for all your support. It's so nice to hear. And congratulations on getting 2K on TikTok because that's amazing as well. Yay! <laughs> Hi, hey, hello, and welcome to That's On Our TBR, a podcast where two friends who live across the pond from each other talk about all things books. This podcast is not a spoiler-free zone, so if you've not read these books, please be mindful of spoilers coming ahead. This is not a PG-13 podcast. There will be overzealous swearing, and there will be talk about smutty books. I'm one half of your hosts, Hope. And I'm your other host, Maddie. In today's episode, it's a little bit more chill, so definitely sit back, relax, grab a snack, and enjoy. We've scoured the internet, we've looked at so many different book blogs, book posts, book talk, bookstagram, to come up with a list of our favourite and least favourite tropes. For anyone that doesn't know what a trope is, a trope is a literary terms and a plot device or character attribute that is used so commonly in the genre that isn't seen as commonplace or conventional. To start things off, the first trope we were going to be discussing is enemies to lovers. Hate it or love it? I love it. It's a classic. I love it too. I'm a sucker for it, honestly. Yeah. We do have an example for it. We have Folk of Air. Yes. Um, as well as Akatar. Yeah. Uh, what's another one? Red, White, and Royal Blue. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, moving to Friends to Lovers. I love this trope. I hate this trope. <laughs> I just think it's so cute and it's just so lovely and it's just so, yeah. I don't know. I find that, like, the way that it's written, it's just, it gives me the ick. I don't mind reading it. It's just not my favorite. I think it depends how it's written. Like, if it's done well. I like childhood friends that, like, grow up together and they develop those feelings on and on. Kind of like in Lady Midnight, but not kind of forced, like, their friends so that they can date, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. I think maybe I've just had the wrong books that were friends to lovers. Maybe. Right. So, next trope is pregnancy. I hate it. I hate it. I can't stand it. It's just cringe. Move on. Move on. So, the next one is workplace romance. Move on. (laughs) I hate this one, too. I hate this trope. Honestly, the hating game just did that one so wrong. Maybe we need to read some more just to... No, I, I can't. It's like, <laughs> those two are the worst ones for me, I think. Yeah, they really are. If we both agree that they're terrible, then they must be terrible. <laughs> they just must be. <laughs> the next one, though, I think is not so terrible. The found family trope. I love the found family trope. And I think it's because it's that idea of your friends are the family that you choose for yourself. But my friends are all over the fucking world, so I need them all to be, like, with me so that I can have that found family trope. And I love being able to close a book and then feel like you've left all your friends in that book. I want to be included. No, I feel the same way. That's why I really love this trope. It's just, it's just so wholesome. Yeah. It gives you just a nice little warm hug. You're like, I needed that. Thank you so much. I love how you just summed up what I was trying to say. (laughs) that's why we're best friends it's like in frozen where she's like and we finish each other's 
sandwiches. sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Anywho, what about the chosen one? Love it or hate it? I like it if it's done right. I hate it if it's done wrong and it's cringy and weird. If it's done nicely and there's sort of proper foundations for it, it works. We read the Slayer book, which was like the Buffy the Vampire Slayer chosen one theme. I like that, Mm -hmm. but I don't like it when it's sort of like really cliche and cringy and weird. Yeah, kind of like Twilight a bit. (laughs) I don't know, I feel like because like, Bella was kind of chosen in a sense mm. for like love yeah. but other than that I really like the chosen one trait I don't know I find that like when a fantasy book has it I gravitate towards it more yeah I'll say I love it grumpy meets sunshine love it love it and I love it when it's grumpy girl meets sunshine boy yeah <laughs> I don't know why, but, like, the opposites, attractions in any of the trope, I feel like they're just good. Yeah. And, like, anytime I read a synopsis of a book or just in the middle of the book and that's introduced, I'm like, yes, I need more. Thank you so much. That was one of the things I really liked about the love hypothesis was that you really clearly had Olive being, like, this pumpkin spice, like, super lively sunshiny girl and then just talk to adam just being like i don't like people i don't want to socialize i just want to do science and go to bed (laughs) exactly yeah next is the forbidden love i'm a sucker for forbidden love same you tell me i can't have it well that's just the one to more yeah it's the romeo and juliet of it all exactly yeah. Oh, I love Romeo and Juliet now that oh. you've spoken about it. <laughs> it's my favourite Shakespeare play. And I remember in school, everyone was like, oh, is it because it's a romance? I'm like, no, it's because everyone dies and it's just got such a strong message. And they had to die to end the conflict. And it was just that whole kind of everything just was the way it was supposed to be. But also, I kind of wish they both waited about a few seconds just to, you know. We also have a Forbidden Love and Serpent and Dove, which I know you haven't really read it, but mm-hmm. you do know it's... I've, I've kind of spoiled a little bit for you. On I it. don't remember them, to be honest. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> but it is Forbidden Love. I'm yeah. honestly kind of excited for you to read it. But I, I know it's, it's going to be a while before you get to it. Yeah, we've got books in the way. <laughs> we've got so much to read. We do. But that's exciting, so... Yeah. We won't be negative on it. <laughs> Something that's not exciting is the one bed trope. Love it or hate it? Hate it. I hate it. It's just, it's just cringe. Yeah. So cringe. Like whenever an author's like, oh, there's just one bed. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, do we really have to do this? Like, no. It's just kind of torture because we know that it does not really happen in the real world. The one bed no. trope. I was literally watching Buffy the other day and she was like, oh, the bad guys probably still outside. Like, you can stay in my room. It's fine. And she was like, oh, shit, I've only got one bed. And the guy just went, no, it's fine. I'll take the floor. And you know, you're like, that's what's supposed to happen. Exactly. Like, no one's going to be like, oh, yeah, like we'll definitely share the bed. Yeah. Unless, like, they're interested in this just not known. Yeah. So, hate the one bed trope. Shout out to Buffy, though, because I don't know if anyone's guessed, but I really like it. And it's mentioned twice now. (laughs) Obsessed. (laughs) I haven't become obsessed with it yet. 
God, it's on Disney Plus. Ooh, is it? Let's yeah, that then. That's all I've been doing the past few days is just rewatching Buffy. So, and not Star Wars. That's strange. No, I watched not Star really. Wars. <laughs> I, I watched Star Wars on Star Wars Day. But it, it more days. <laughs> Why not every day? Because Star Wars requires too much attention, and I've seen Buffy, and this is like the fifth time, so I can just sort of like have it on. Moving on. Yeah. Force proximity. Love it or hate it. It's like a guilty pleasure. I do love it. Same. I can't help it. No. It's like, it's better than the one bed. So much better. But I, I kind of like put those in the same category, but for some reason, the forced proximity is just better. It's not as cringy. Like, they can, like in House and Earth and Blood, mm-hmm. they're in the same apartment, they're not forced to be in the same bed, and then it's that tension that builds when you're living with someone, not having to share a bed with someone, which <laughs> it makes it cringy because it's like forcing like this sexual tension that doesn't need to be there, whereas like forced proximity, they're not having like that forced kind of intimacy of sharing a bed, but it's there, but it's nicer. You just put that like... It's perfectly in words for me. Because <laughs> that's like literally what I was thinking. Yeah. It's just it's just done better. It is. 80% romance trope. Love it or hate it. Do you want to explain that one a bit more? Because just in case yeah. people aren't aware of it from a title. Yeah, I can do that. So the 80% romance trope um, basically is in a, any romance book, most authors tend to, you know, have... The two main characters get along really well. Everything's going smoothly. And all of a sudden, there's, like, a miscommunication error in, like, 80% of the book. And then that can lead up to either them getting back together or not. And for me, I personally hate it because it's a given. And it's like, I don't want to read a book when I already know what's going to happen. I I hate it. It's just, like, the rom-com in books. And I'm like, nope. And I hate it in rom-coms. It's like, oh, yeah, everything's going so great. Oh, no, you found out it was a bet. Or, oh, no, you found out I was writing an article. Or, oh, no, you found out I was lying about my age. Like, no. It's just cringe. Yeah. I'm also, like, going through (laughs) rom-coms in my mind and trying to reveal the twist, but also not name them. <laughs> Spoiler alert for a bunch of rom-com films. I've honestly taken like a, like a pause on watching rom-coms. I don't know. Me and my friend are trying to find like good fantasy films to watch, but everyone like Amazon, Disney and Netflix are all like, oh yeah, here's some sci-fi fantasy films. It's like, no, I don't want sci-fi and fantasy films. I want pure fantasy films. It's very difficult. There is very few. I know, it's, it's it's a struggle. Yeah. Okay, so, love triangles. I hate this one. If it's done well, I like it. If it's done bad, I hate it. If it's evenly balanced of between, like, oh, it could be them or it could be them, then it's nice. Kind of like in Throne of Glass. But then if it's in Twilight, where it's, here's the first love interest for a whole book, and then, like, book two, we're going to introduce someone new as the love interest yeah and it's got that uneven balance of we love him no we love him or we love her no we love her like that doesn't work but if it's like you can't tell the whole way through until they choose that's when it's good i guess for me it's just like i hate being introduced to like two different love interests and then like that contemplation 
part of like the character like being like oh but I like this person because of this I'm like no I I just don't want to go through that it's just very chaotic and I don't need more chaos because my life is chaotic so (laughs) I'm just like no thank you I'm good just give me one love interest and I'm perfectly fine not like other girls not like other girls I'm not like other girls I'm different I'm different and then I think of the Debbie Ryan doing the hair behind the ear I don't wear makeup I'm like when I think of not like other girls it's like the Taylor Swift song uh, where the music video is like oh, I forgot what the song is but oh um she wore short skirts I wear t-shirts yes and Demi Lovato's, which is, who cares if I wear my converse with my dress? Well, baby, that's just me. And it's like, yeah. nope, that's pretty much anyone. <laughs> it's like that early 2000s, like, Disney yeah. show. It's, I'm not like other girls. I'm different. I don't wear makeup, and I don't like the color pink, and I'm just so different. <laughs> so, of course, we don't like this trope. Moving on. Prophecy. The prophecy. We love it. If it's done well, it's good. Yeah. I think it just adds an, like, an aspect to the book. Just adds like extra detail into the books. And I think that's why I like it a lot. Let's see. What about soulmates? <laughs> love or hate it? <laughs> I don't like soulmates. I'm not into cringy romance. It's just not me. So, hate it. Um, well, I'm total opposite. I am a helpless romantic, and <laughs> obviously Beatrice is as well. Yes, <laughs> she had to voice her opinion. You know, Beatrice is my soulmate, so that's why we love the trope. <laughs> By the way, Beatrice is my cat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. The amnesia trope. Let's just take a poll on that one and say. hate it hate it hate it hate it i don't even want to mention like the type of books because it's just cringe i think people should just skip those type of books it's done in a few different type of books though like there is like the fantasy and then you've got the sci-fi and then you've got like the contemporary but in all of them i just don't like it i just think it's memory wiping is not for me Mm -mm. okay so morally gray characters love i love her so much since like we're currently reading silent bone that the darkling <clears throat> is one of the best portrayed morally gray characters i have read recently and once you finish the third book uh, there are no words for the darkling oh uh, no no spoilers yet because no. i finished it yet <laughs> Also, shout out to Kylo Ren, because he is morally great, but beautiful while he does it. Exactly. He is the definition of a morally great character. Ugh, I just love it. The next one is unrequited love. I don't really like this trope. This one I find is a little difficult to have an opinion on, because I don't really... I feel like I don't read too much that is unrequited love. Mm. So I I did put love because uh, one of the books that I have read that is this trope was The Great Gatsby. The next one, Friends with Benefits. I think it's it's a nice trope. It's good. It's nice and ugly love. That's I haven't really got any hate for it, but I've not read a lot of it. I would say since it's like a trope that I haven't really read too much as well, I'll say love it as well. Yeah. 
Okay, this next one I know you like have a huge ick for, which is the age gap trope. Just so icky. I okay. hate it so much. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I have a hate love relationship to this one, mainly because I really like Birthday Girl by Penelope Douglas, but I just wish that the the age gap was like older. Like I wish she wasn't just prime age of 18 like she could have been like in her 25s and he could have been 30 but like yeah I know you hate it it just gives me the ick and it's those relationships so it's age gap and then also kind of like the authority figure type ones you know like teacher student relationship oh no those I definitely hate so but that's like it gives me those vibes and it just gives me the ick moving on the competition slash rivalry scope you can't tell me you hate this one. This one's such a good one. It adds so much detail to a book. It really does. I do love this trope. It gives you that, like, tension when you need, like, that action. I just remember reading, like, Throne of Glass in a day, and that was the whole competition, and then at the end, and I was just, like, flicking through the pages, just trying to get through it, and it was, like, so good and so fast-paced. It was just everything. I'm about to say, I'm not a huge fan of Harry Potter, and I haven't read all of them, but I like the fact that, like, each book there is that rivalry and competition aspect because it does make it pretty intriguing to read. Yeah. The hate everyone but you trope. I love this. I kind of feel like it fits in with the grumpy sunshine trope in a way. Oh, definitely. I like it when someone's got, like, a soft spot for, like, one person. Yeah. It's cute. It's wholesome. And just kind of like the cherry on top of the cake. Yeah. I personally hate this trope. I just think it's just ugh. But the arranged marriage trope. Yeah, no, I hate this one. It's just not not my vibe whatsoever. No, not mine. Sorry, but not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like apologetic, but mm, am I really? No. It's always been you. <laughs> I I don't like this one. I kind of like this one because it plays into the idea of not only friends to lovers, also that, like, kind of the romance where they go back to each other after, like, years away, or I don't know. It's just, it's got cute kind of things, but it depends how well it's done. I feel like that's a running theme with a lot of these, is it depends how well it's done. Yeah. I will say, like, from Colleen Hoover, I'll accept this trope, <laughs> but any other author that tries to write it, I'm going to judge it hard. Yeah. The next one is The Boy Falls First. I love this trope. I love it too. It's cute. It is. It shows that boys have feelings too. Exactly. Not, we don't, you know, the woman doesn't always have to fall in love. And honestly, that never really happens. Like, I just like the natural tropes, I feel like. Yeah. Because like, in Love Hypothesis, when he just like, just tells his feelings out, I'm like, yes, let her know. (laughs) Let her know. <laughs> Same with Akatar too. Yeah. And the Hunger Games. Yeah. It's just kind of like seeing across the pond and they're like, oh my god. <laughs> She's stunning. And you're like, yes sir. Yes sir. <laughs> you have your head in the right place. <laughs> the brooding male. I love this trope. I love it too. It's just... Ugh. Ugly Love did it for me on the brooding male. Yeah, I think one of my favorite brooding males probably goes back to Akatar and it's like Azriel. 
Oh, Azrael, he's such a such a lovable character. Well, we won't talk about that until we talk about the Akasuf episode. So moving swiftly on. <laughs> Carrie when sick. Okay, I kinda like this one. It's just kind of showing that like they're gonna stay there with you no matter what. Um, but it has to be done right. Like all the other tropes. It just needs to be written correctly mm. to not make it such an ick. It just I mean, sick people give me the ick anyway. Well, it's like, okay, say for instance in, <laughs> like, the Addicted to You series, Red, White, and Royal Blue, like, them getting drunk, and then, you know, the aftercare of, like, getting the Advil and water, like, that type of caring. Not necessarily, like... Nope, don't like that either. No? Oh my no. god. Because, see, like, I found, like, the caring was sick in the hating game. <laughs> That was gross. But, I don't know. I feel like it just depends on the, the type of book. Yeah. So, the Hunger Games. I cannot stand it. Oh, that was so <laughs> stupid. Nursing you back to hell. Don't like that either. That's a lot in fantasy and sci-fi books, but I don't like that either. I don't know. It just depends on how the author does it. It's a no for me. It's going to be a hate to love for me. <laughs> What about enemies with benefits? I hate this trope. It's very Penelope Douglas. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, I just feel like it's morally wrong. I feel like it plays into bully love. I just don't understand why you would let someone who treats you so poorly and, like, be so toxic to you. Like, I get to some extent the whole, like, hate sex thing. I don't think it's healthy. I know, obviously, being in a book, it's not supposed to be, like, a healthy thing, but it's also, like, just romanticising it, and it just, it gives me the ick, and I just don't like any of it. Yeah, no. I, I, I hate both of those. It's just not, not for me. No. All right. Fake dating. Do we love it, or do we hate it? I love it. It depends. I don't read a lot of romance, but I like it in the love hypothesis. But I don't know, sometimes it can be kind of cringy. It depends on the situation. Like if the girl's even like, oh my gosh, like she was invited to a wedding and her boyfriend dumps her and she needs someone to fill his place. So they like fake date to like make the ex jealous. I think that's cute. No. Or like, I just like it because I don't know, it's like a fill in type. I just, if it's too kind of like rom-commy film, I'm just like, yeah, nope. Whereas like Love Hypothesis... (laughs) Love Hypothesis had that reason, like, needed that kind of, like, excuse to be in the relationship that wasn't just, oh no, I'm a girl, I need rescuing, like, oh, I have this issue that's going to be solved if I fake date someone, like, no, I need reasons, I need solid proof reasons. (laughs) I think for fake dating, I I like the rom-commy fake dating, Mm. compared to, like, there's other like romance tropes i'm like eh, nope it just didn't work for me but i like the cutesy fake dating no matter what how do we feel about insta love then i have a hate love relationship with this one (sighs) i think if it's done right it's okay but for the most part i find it as a huge ick I, it's an ick for me. I hate this trope. I just, I think it's just the romance. Give me, like, some other stuff, then it's fine. No, yeah. Other tropes are fine, like, romance tropes in, like, fantasy books. That's chill. But romance, like, insta-love, you can't dress that up. I don't care what Twilight did. It just doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> yeah, you can't just look at someone and be like, yep, I'm in love. Like, yep. That's not how it is. Like, three days later and she's 
irrevocably, irrevocably, <laughs> irrevocably, irrevocably, yeah, sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna actually get it. Okay. <laughs> I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. Yeah. So after like what, three days? Yeah. Not realistic, Bella. Nope. Not at all. Nope. She's like all starry-eyed at Edward, and I'm like, mm, Bella, can we not? No. Moving on. Slow burn. Do we love it or do we hate it? If it's done well, then I love it. <laughs> If it's done bad, then I'm like, eh. Yeah, I have a hate-to-love relationship with this one as well. I will say, Crescent City and From Luca with Love, they did really well on the slow burn. I've not read that yet. It's good. It's the only Mariana Zapata book that I've read. Her books mainly relate to, like, sports love. I was going to say, is that the ice skating one? Yes. And that one was really, that was pretty good. I'm not a sports romance person. I remember reading The Deal. Yeah, the hockey wasn't too bad, but I can't do any, like, football or soccer. Can't be bothered. (laughs) Or anything else. I'm like, "Mm, I can't relate. There's no no interest either, so I'm good. Even the the Formula One books, like, is it the Throttled series? I looked into them. I saw something on TikTok and was like, oh, and then, you know, and you're like, nope. I just... (laughs) If, it, if I'm going to read a romance book, it needs to have some big pull. Yeah. And not just like, oh, yeah, it's like teaching you to have sex and I play hockey and you're tutoring me. And like, mm. yeah, no. <laughs> it needs to have a storyline. That's better. Yeah. I really did not like the deal. <laughs> I didn't either. It was like one of those, like, I read because I needed to read something. Yeah. And it was, like, one of those light reads. But, like, it's very immature. I think I gave it, like, 1.5 stars. I want to say I gave it three, just because, like, at the time I read it, I was like, eh, it's okay. But... It didn't live up to the hype, so I was disappointed. But... Yeah. Yeah. I recommend it to people that need a, need a like, a, a light read. Yeah. And, or you're young. Like, younger, I should say. Oh, you're not say young. Like... No, like, just younger, like, you need, like, an intro to romance. Yeah, and smut. And smut, yes. <laughs> wink, wink. Let's see. Next one we have is the Forbidden Magic. Love it or hate it? I love this trope, but I'm more of a fantasy reader, so that's where my love lies. Yep. I love it. Anything with magic. I'm like, yeah. give it. Put it all in the book. <laughs> I want it. Because I like seeing, like, the author's point of view on how they can create their own yeah. world with magic or the type of magic. They might not go directly, like, what's in a textbook of being magic. They might create their own. Yeah. I was at a book festival today and I sat in on a fantasy panel and it was really interesting hearing about how they all wrote, like, their different types of magic and why they included different types of magic in their world building. it was so interesting the idea of magic and the role it played and then i think one of them had um it was rebel skies and they had like paper origami magic in like japan and i was like oh that's so cool yeah yeah they were great and then it was such an interesting panel like shout out to the mya lit fest because i actually had a really nice time 
Yeah, I wish I would have been there. That sounds like so much fun. <laughs> ah, yes, I flew all the way from America just to come to here. I mean, <laughs> it could be possible. <laughs> Anyways, do we want to talk about redeemed villain? I like a redeemed villain, but I need more wrecks for redeemed villains because I like I like morally gray characters that kind of sway to one like to the good side by the end. It's it's nice. What about the cruel prince? I haven't finished it. Well, neither have I. Well, but we know the spoilers. I don't know that many. <gasps> oh, oh, okay. Can't say anything. <laughs> I mean, I had a suspicion. Obviously, the whole enemies to lovers, but yeah. I mean, the fan art—it kind of spoils everything. Yeah, but I haven't. I don't know the storyline. I just know the romance. <laughs> we only know the storyline from the first book. Yeah, exactly. But I like a redeemed villain. If anyone's got any wrecks of any of these books, to be fair, just drop us some messages on Instagram or email us. I'd love to get an email just full of book recommendations. That'd be great. Oh, I know. And then add it all to our TBR. Yes. <laughs> and we can I'm just so reply. Our reply could just be, that's on our TBR. <laughs> Signed our names. <laughs> Cheese at its finest. <laughs> you know, I like the redeemed villain. I just, I wish I knew more yeah. books that had that trope because, I mean, it's cool to see. I like just in general, like how authors can create their own story and put it out. I'm just yes. intrigued by that in general because I am not creative. <laughs> I don't have that creative key in my brain. So I admire others that do have it. Moving on to a very, very popular trope that I just think is hilarious. No, that sounds really bad. It's not that I find it hilarious, but I find it hilarious about how common it is and how common it is in fantasy books, and it's like no one is allowed to have a parent. So this is the dead or absent parent trope. Do we love it or do we hate it? Um. Well, I obviously love this one, but it's because it just adds an extra bit to the story. I think I hate it because it's so overdone and it's overdone in all the popular books like Harry Potter, parents are dead. Hunger Games, her dad's dead and the mum's just like not in it. And have you seen the parody, the starving games? Because they turn the mum into a zombie and it's absolutely hilarious. I have not. Oh, it's so funny. Like, oh, the mum, they're like, bye mum. And she goes, uh, and it's just like, <laughs> and then... <laughs> I've never seen that. Oh, uh. <laughs> oh, great! It's on. It's probably like clips of it, are probably on YouTube. But hundred percent recommend. If you like vampires suck, like the Twilight parody, I recommend the Starving Games and vice versa. I love parody films; they're just great. Um, but See, I think because I read a series of unfortunate events and like their parents died in the house fire. Yeah, I think that kind of made me love the trope. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it just. It all just depends on the the book and how the author writes into it. I think it's just too common and it's like, oh no, to have character building, she has to be strong because her parents are dead. And oh no, he was neglected and that's why he's the bad guy because he's got absent parents. Like, yeah, okay, move on. <laughs> like, nice, happy family. Like, where's the... Where's the Gilmore Girls-esque? That's what I need. So we also have right person, wrong time. Do we love it or do we hate it? I love this because it feels real. Like it gives that, I don't even know the words, it gives that kind of like authenticity to a relationship. 
Yeah. Because it does happen. Like, it happens all the time. It sucks. It really sucks. But yeah. No, I love this one. Um, I think the first book that I ever read that had this trope but was uh, It Ends With Us by Colleen Hoover. Oh. And I I adored it so much. It's not my like my top favorite of her books, but I just loved how she she played this one out. Yeah. It was perfect and everything. Oh, light bulb. We should do an It Ends With Us episode when it starts with us. Is <gasps> or it's out. It's either do both of them together or do two separate ones. I feel like they might need two separate ones. I, I don't, don't know. know. That can just be another really long one, and I'm yeah. okay with that. Same. They do really well. <laughs> I can't wait for that book. I it's know. so pretty. I know. The last one. It's complicated. Love it or hate it. It's it's not that I hate it. But I just can't be bothered with it, so it's a hate. <laughs> I feel the same way, but I still love because sometimes I'm like, you know what? Maybe I do need a little complication in my life. But I other than that, it's just it's just not not worth it. No. But I get I get the reason like for it. Like they want to spice their book up, but as a reader, it's like no thanks, <laughs> no thanks. I'll pass. Kinks, but no kinks. <laughs> But yeah, that's our tropes for today. If you guys agree or disagree, let us know on Spotify. Head over to the episode description. We have a little Q&A where we have a poll listed on it where you can go vote. And so we can see what you guys think. If not, and you're listening on Apple, go to our Instagram, comment on our post for this episode. And we would love to hear what you guys have for us. All right. Bye. Bye. Was that good? We want to thank you for spending this time listening to us and for supporting us. If you want to keep up to date with our readings, then you can find us on Instagram and join our Discord. Links are in our episode description. If you want to ask us any questions or request any books for us to cover in future episodes, then drop us a message on our Instagram or send us an email to that's on our TBR at outlook.com. Listen in again soon to hear us continue our bookish chats.